Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Today on the Relationship Masterclass, we're looking at a different kind of relationship that you need to be committed to before you commit to anyone else the relationship with yourself. How does your relationship with yourself? affect your relationship with your spouse with others and what do you need to do to make it stronger we're going to be asking the question as well how long should you get to know someone before getting married lots of questions to answer today and we are of course very excited as always to welcome back into the studio for our relationship masterclass Dr. Sheetal Keeney. She is the clinical psychologist and couple specialist at Lighthouse Arabia. All of that and so much more is coming up next right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. It is Life Beats here on Pulse 95. Now, many of us spend a lot of time thinking about the kind of person, the kind of man, the kind of woman that we want to be in a relationship with, that we want to spend the rest of our lives with. But have we ever stopped to consider the relationship that we're in already? How does your relationship with yourself impact the one that you are going to be getting into with your partner? Dr. Shitalkini is back to talk this vital topic as we want to set the tone and the right intentions for better relationships in 2020. Welcome back, Dr. Sheetal. Thank you so much for having me. So good to have you. Happy New Year, because this is the first time we've had you back. That's right. Happy New Year to you too. For 2020. Now, you know, first of all, without sounding creepy, right? without sounding narcissistic, <laughs> you know, what does it mean to be in a relationship with yourself because I don't think many of us have actually ever really really stopped to think about what that means absolutely so I think it's quite um, the fad or it's becoming more pop culture now to talk about self-love you know we're all sort of thinking about um, self-care people throw that word around a lot um, and self-love is the most kind of important kind of love but you're right we don't really know what necessarily that means And if you think about what we are taught growing up, you know, we're always um, inculcated values about treating others with respect and, you know, being polite and reciprocity. Yes. Um, You know, thinking about um, not hurting other people's feelings. We're thinking about everyone else. Absolutely. But when is it that we're really sat down and said, you know, it's really important to love yourself or have a good relationship with yourself. That's never quite, I mean, I'm sure maybe there, there, there might be parents out there who do that. But on average, I think it's not a concept that we hear about. Or I have never heard about this concept. Growing up, at least. Yes, for know? sure. I mean, this would be like very much a new thing now where people are starting to talk about, you know, which I think isn't the whole picture. We're hearing people talk about self-care. Right. Uh, but I think that's just one aspect of this whole thing of having a relationship with yourself. Exactly. It's, it's only a component. So right. it is important to kind of define mm-hmm. what a relationship with yourself would look like. And, you know, I'm 
it's, this is not like an official definition. This is my understanding of the components that I think are important to go into a relationship with yourself. So you kind of divided it into sort of three parts uh, to think about. And I think first and foremost, it's important to think about what is it that, you know, when you think about your relationship with yourself, let's look at a um, blueprint for what a relationship with someone else looks like. That's kind of an easier way to break exactly. it all down. Yes. Think about it as you would think about somebody else, but put yourself in their place. As that somebody else. Yes. Okay. So, you know, if you want to have a good relationship with someone else, um, you need to think about their needs, right? They're not going to want to be around you if you don't think about their needs. Um, so you need to know what their needs are, understand their needs. Um, you need to be empathic. You need to be understanding. Um, you need to be compassionate. Right. Um, empathy is what connects us to other people. Right. It's what makes us feel closer. It makes us feel um, cared for. So empathy is such a big part of it. Compassion is such a big part of it. And the last part is you need to trust your friend. Uh, mm -hmm. You need to have respect for them. You need to have faith in them. And when they say that, you know, they're trying to make X or Y decision or this is how they feel about something, you need to trust how they feel about it. You need to go with it and they need to know that, you know, they have your back and you need to know that they're, you know, they're sound in their um, in their way of thinking about things. If you went around making someone feel like, I don't really buy what you have to say. I don't really have faith in you. That person's not going to stick around either. But all of these things that you're talking about, um, you know, I, I don't think many of us have kind of sat there and gone, okay, well, what are actually my needs? Or, <laughs> you know, how do I speak to myself? Or mm -hmm. do I really have, you know, and sat and, and very consciously gone through that. I think our relationship with ourselves is very much and those you know those voices of you know whether you have faith in yourself or not it comes from external uh, influences you know growing up and and that's where it all comes from and, and i don't think we realize the depth of all of that do we not at all um we were talking about this earlier that there's a difference between the relationship that we end up having with ourselves and the relationship that we need to have with ourselves. Mm. So the way we, the way we are in a relationship with ourselves, just default, ends up being what we believe growing up, based on whatever experiences we have had, um, whatever we internalized, as the way that we think we should be treated, mm. whether indirectly or directly. Um, we got these messages from our environment, particularly from our primary attachment figures. When I say primary attachment figures, I mean mom, dad, grandma, whoever was around, whoever um, was responsible for us feeling like we, we belong, we're safe, we're loved. The, the kind of those most intimate relationships that we had growing up. Yes. Wow. Th I think you need to say that again for everybody, <laughs> you know, to, to really understand the power of this because, you know, the way that we treat ourselves right now mm -hmm. is based on the way that we internalized we should be treated based on the messages that we got from the people that we loved growing up okay. and it's really important to understand this that you know if you today have not a great relationship with yourself it's not to say that you are not loved it's to say that you know Sometimes we love so much, but whatever we do doesn't always get translated in the way that it should be received. You know, mm. I, I may um, be hard on you as my child growing up, 
um, thinking that that's going to toughen you up and that's going to, you know, push you to succeed in life because you're going to keep wanting more and not be satisfied with mediocrity or whatever it is. Um, but then that voice carries through in your head and you're not able to ever be happy with yourself because you think you never need to settle. You need to keep pushing yourself. You're never satisfied. Or pushing in relationships. Or pushing in general, yeah. Is this is just one example of how a caring, loving parent who wants my child to succeed, I can become that voice in his or her head. This is so powerful. This is really big. Oh my gosh. There's a lot to unpack there. We are talking our relationship with ourselves before we commit to relationships with others with Dr. Shi Talkini. So much more to come. We need to kind of delve into all of these different categories. Sure. Start thinking about what kind of questions do we need to be asking ourselves right now to have a better relationship with ourselves. Lots more to come. Pulse 95. Live Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Oh, I tell you what, we have to mention this. Um, tomorrow, she tell. Before we jump back into our conversation all about our relationship with ourselves, um, tomorrow Lighthouse Arabia's got a very special event going on. Yes, it's our fourth annual Wellbeing Day. Um, it's like one of the things that's the closest to our hearts. Um, it's one day where all of the clinic, uh, all of the clinicians at the at the clinic, put up workshops um, for the community, and it's kind of like an all-day uh, event. There are th- there are workshops for kids, for teens, for tweens, for couples, for parents. Um, it's just a, a big day of fun. If this whole thing of, of you know. Um therapy psychology self-care all Mm -hmm. of that stuff Mm -hmm. you know exploring Mm -hmm. ourselves and our relationships maybe it's new to you this kind of event yes is just the thing i think to just you know ease into it because it's a lot more fun than you (laughs) yes and i think that it's it's absolutely understandable for there to be a level of apprehension Mm. or skepticism like what is this even about what does it look like to talk to a therapist so i think this uh kind of gives you the opportunity to you know you know dip your toes in and kind of just test the waters i promise you they don't bite they're cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Especially the ones at Lighthouse. They're really lovely. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but yes, something to look forward to yes. tomorrow. But let's get back to our conversation all about having uh, a conscious relationship mm-hmm. with ourselves that we understand, you know, what that means and how that impacts our relationship with others, whether it's our spouse or our kids or whoever. Um, so you outlined very briefly three components. So let's go in depth into each one of those. Number yes. one, self-compassion and empathy. Yes. So, um, and this is in no particular order, of course. Um, but this this part is really, really important. I think people struggle with this uh, sometimes one of the most. Um, so let's define what self-compassion even mm. is. Um, you know, when we see um, someone suffering, a friend, uh, of some, a loved one, you know, they um, have gone through something difficult or they made a mistake. Um, our typical reaction would be to say something like, look man it's all right you know don't worry things are gonna look up again like you got this you know i i get it like don't beat yourself up can you imagine saying something like that yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i'm sorry like i'm here for you yeah exactly this i hope you feel better let me know what i can do that's generally what i would say yeah or even just saying yeah it is terrible like i'm so sorry yeah it's terrible so this thing this this act of compassion that we are so easily able to dole out to whoever in our environment sometimes even a stranger 
right? Um, what if we had to do the exact same thing to ourselves? So imagine I um, I'm a student and I wanted a 95 and I got a 75 on a test and I'm really bummed out and what I would need to do in that situation is say, you know what, this is really tough. It's terrible. I'm here for you. You know, you got this. You can do it again, man. You're going to study and you're going to do better next time. Exactly what I would say to my friend, I need to say to myself. But what do I do instead? I say, are you serious? What is wrong with you? You didn't study hard enough. How you, could you screw how up? How could you? You are a failure. I've just, I, that happened to me. <laughs> I was like a like a proper 90 student throughout high school and then you get to the end and I put myself under too much stress mm-hmm. and pressure and I did that and and um, yeah the tears didn't end it was yeah. like it, you just you feel like you let yourself down and that's all you hear you're like I let myself down how could I have not put in more yeah how could I have not done this you know right how could how could all of this leading up been so positive and then I went and screwed it up see you yeah. can't do it right. Exactly. You will never finish it right. Now, just imagine, what if you spoke like that to a friend? It would just be the worst thing. Would yeah. they want to be? Would they, they never <laughs> want to be with you. Never. That's the last time you're going to see them. And and yet, we are so okay with treating ourselves like that. Mm. And not even a second do we think, oh, wow, that's really harsh. Oh, wow, like, that's a bit, you know, that's not going to help. Because if you really think about it, when we feel um, down, when we feel disheartened, and especially when we're beating ourselves up, that's going to make us feel worse, correct? Yeah. Okay. When we're feeling really badly, are we going to feel uh, you know, charged up and wanting to do something about it? Or are we going to feel more likely to go seek comfort? Go seek comfort. Go seek comfort. And usually it's going to be comfort that comes easy. So, for example... If I um, wanted to go to the gym this morning and I set the alarm and I snoozed, went back to sleep. Very common thing. Get up and beating myself up. Oh, why? You're such a failure. Why can't yep. you just? You'll never stick to this. And so I feel so bad that actually then I walk up, go to the fridge probably and open the freezer and grab ice cream because now I'm feeling crap. Now I want to go and yes, comfort myself. Completely. So then I feel guiltier. Then I beat myself up more. Then I run away from myself in avoidance mode and procrastinate. And the cycle just continues. So actually, people think that, you know, if I beat myself up, if I criticize myself, that'll drive me to do better. Because if I don't, then, oh, that would just mean that I, you know, I'm just like giving up on myself or that I would settle just for mean less. I settle. Exactly. So it's really important to understand that self-compassion is very different from self-indulgence. Self-indulgence looks like, oh, you know, um, it's okay, it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna, you know, uh, lay by the beach and I'm gonna go to the mall and I'm not gonna work hard. I'm not gonna think about it. I'm not gonna think about it. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna have cake after cake and I'm not gonna work out. Like, self-indulgence is going down the other extreme end. Mm -hmm. Um, And then self-compassion is also not self-pity. So people think, oh, you know, that's for weak people. Um, I don't want, I'm not going to pity myself. I'm not going to be sorry for myself. Feeling sorry for yourself is the same like if you were feeling sorry for a friend. Like you were like, oh, poor you. You know, 
how does happen to you poor you as opposed to oh man that that's terrible like come here i'm here with you very different concepts mm. because poor you or self pity uh, implies that you're the only one that made this mistake yeah but self compassion actually shows that there is all of us that make mistakes at all times and it's okay and this is normal and human it's normal as human but we need to be our own cheerleaders and we need to try again it's like it's how you build that self resilience isn't it exactly to, to just say yeah. you can do this you can be stronger and you can keep going and it's fine everybody falls down exactly so for example put this in the context of a relationship so say you you know you were in a relationship with someone that wasn't right for you or the relationship didn't work out mm. you could either throw yourself a pity party and say Oh, you know, no one loves me and people do this. No one wants to be with me and you're like, you know, kind of throwing this um everyone feel bad for me kind of story. Or on the other end, people are like, "You know what? I don't even care." Like self-indulgence mode. I don't even care, you know, it doesn't matter. Um I'm going to get hurt anyway, so let me just go for whoever. So, neither of the two are the extremes that you want to operate under if you have self compassion you can say you know what maybe i ignored the red signs maybe i you know i was i was um struggling to get out of this relationship even though i knew it was toxic for me it wasn't right for me you have the strength for self reflection yes and you're saying you know what that was hard but you know we can do this let's let's try again and let's be smarter next time let's be more careful or aware and let's 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 treat this whole thing with it it happens And celebrate what's good about you. Like exactly. yes. I mean, yes, that may have ended badly. It didn't go as you wanted it to. Yeah. But to not kind of like, you know, bring all of you down. Yeah. Just because, you know, that particular relationship or that thing didn't work out. Exactly. Exactly. Or you blame yourself endlessly because a critical you shows up. And how does that help in choosing the right partner next time around? Doesn't. You've got to have that that strength of resilience, the self-reflection that, and the that care. allows you to dig. Yeah. And the care towards yourself because it's a given that we're going to struggle. You know, if not ending the relationship, but you you're going to have a fight, you're going to struggle because things are going through a rough patch, whatever it is. But if you don't have compassion towards yourself to be able to deal with the situation, to be able to overcome the situation, you're just going to pile up resentment inside of you. because you failed and you're upset about that and you're also then portraying that on your partner. Wow. Wow. Lots more to talk about. We're going to talk about knowing your needs next with Dr. Shee Talmor to come on Life Beat. You're listening to Pulse 95. Life Beat with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Yes, uh, as uh, John Legend says, are you made to love? Is your relationship with yourself one that is strong enough to carry you through into a new relationship with somebody else it is a fascinating conversation this morning with Dr. Sheetal Kini of Lighthouse Arabia and we're going through the three different components that uh, you've highlighted Dr. Sheetal we've just spoken about self-compassion empathy um and i think this one is really important and and it kind of sounds weird to kind of ask yourself this question <laughs> what am i what are my needs yes so um I think on some level we think we know what our needs are. Um but again, how much of what we are aware of is um what we think we should want in a relationship 
versus what we actually need in a relationship. Um, so this has happened time and again where in my work with clients um, who are struggling to start a relationship or find the right partner, um, the, the list of, the list of uh, what this person should look like um, sometimes doesn't fit the bill of what really your emotional needs are. Mm. So you might think about, okay, you know, they need to be in a good job or um, they must have a good career, must make enough money, must have a good degree, um, must have, I don't know, a good family, whatever that means. It's whatever usually a all good that family external that stuff, yeah. Right. Um, but the question is, I want you to think about, so whoever is listening, if, if you want to think about what your needs are, think about being in a really happy relationship, all right? And then think about what are the emotions that you want to experience when you're with this person. So that might look like, I want to experience joy. I want to experience security. I want to experience safety. I want to experience adventure. I want to experience um being understood and really being cared for being appreciated i want to feel admired mm. everyone has a different core need and maybe for me being um being considered being considered is so important more than being admired but maybe for you is being appreciated mm. so what is it that i want to feel when i'm in a relationship and that is what will guide the kind of qualities that I'm looking for. Wow. Okay. Does that make sense? So we need to be asking ourselves that those questions of, of exactly, okay, beyond all of the external materialistic stuff. Exactly. What do you want to be feeling? Exactly. In that relationship? And, and kind of how does that re- translate um, in terms of, you know, what, what to look for? What to look for, exactly. So that's kind of quite simple actually because what you would look for if you're thinking about someone um, who wants to feel considered for example Mm. um, then you would look for someone who's considerate I guess you know Um, someone who can uh, empathize if if the feeling that I want to have is being understood and and being validated okay I'm going to look for that quality of empathy in a person I'm going to look for the quality of consideration I'm going to look for the quality of being able to appreciate Um, someone you know Um, and these are the kind of things that we pick up on in a interaction if we're looking for it Mm. because a lot of times when we start to you know start a relationship the focus is oh we're having a good time oh you know we had fun we went to the movies we talked about you know each other's lives and 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 usually there's anyways an excitement of the beginning of a relationship but can the focus please be on are these qualities there? Yeah. You know, on those micro interactions is when you really notice it. Mm. It's not it's not these big gestures. It's the, the little things day to day. Give me give me an example of what you mean by the little things. So for example, you know, imagine that I decided, okay, me and my partner that we're starting a relationship and um they said, okay, you know what? I want to take you out on a date. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, great. So we decided that we we're going to go to this one restaurant. And then he realizes that he's going to be running late. And so he wants to change the venue to make sure that we still have enough time. So because it's quick and he's late, he could just make a split decision that let's just go there. But instead he calls me up and says, hey, listen, I just wanted to check with you. Would you be okay with that? That shows consideration. That shows that it's such a small thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that shows that, you know, um, similarly, if I feel like 
um, you know, I really put in a lot of effort to um, make something, uh, cook something, or uh, made the time to spend, even though I had a really busy day and I came out to meet someone like late at night just to say hi. And if, if they actually notice or they think it's a given and they take it for granted, um, how much is this person willing to, you know, even when I make mistakes, is able to look at the good and appreciate what I bring to the table because there's always going to be a negative. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But the ability to appreciate is really a quality because that, that shows where your mind is at, what you're able to focus on. Yeah. Are you able to focus on the positive or are you always focused on what you haven't gotten to me? It's really interesting that you say that because sometimes we don't really um, think about what those little things say mm-hmm. about how that person thinks about us um, yeah. and what we need as well in in a relationship it'll make you think about these things uh, in a whole different way and kind of assess and evaluate it in a in a different way yeah and i think a lot of times because we don't really know what we need or we haven't really had that conversation with ourselves um we we may go based on default yes so for example we may think that Um, Yeah, I should be with, um, like, for example, I should be with a guy who is really ambitious and career driven and, you know, um, is like my dad, you know, um, was like the provider of the family. This is what I know. This is what makes sense. Um, But I'm not really thinking about how I felt or how my mother felt when my dad was absent the whole time. You know, I said, I want a career man. I want strong and I want um, security. Because that's what you know. Yeah, that's what you know. But then I'm complaining later on when he is flying around the world for business trips and is never really there for me. So great. He's a you know supporter provider um, and he makes me feel really secure in financial ways. And maybe he's big and brawny and physically I feel very secure. But um, the connection is not there. Not there. The intimacy is not there. Nothing is there. Wow. So really, like, what is it that you want to feel? What do you want to feel in the future when you're with that person? If really think about that. If you're already in a relationship. <laughs> yes. You know, because there are going to be people who are listening to this who are, you know, not single. Right. And haven't thought about all of this before going into the relationship. Like, yes. is there, like, can you kind of start that process where you think about it and you talk about it with your spouse mm-hmm. is that something that you can do is that something you recommend for people well chances are that because of not realizing what your needs were and because you thought this is what i'm marrying for because i'm with this person um when you're disappointed because you didn't get what you wanted you've on some levels now formed a negative perspective of this person Mm. so you're going into it with a negative lens and then there's also possible that even when they are doing things that actually matter to you you're not able to see it because now you're so disappointed that this is not what I wanted so it's possible that a your partner is not you know completely different from what you need maybe they do have some of those qualities they just don't know that that's what matters to you? Mm. Because I, I've, I, hear, I hear a lot of men saying, well, I thought that's what she wanted. Right? <laughs> I thought she wanted a strong man. So she wants a strong man, but she wants me to cry? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> exactly. wants this uh, moneymaker, not moneymaker, but she wants this career man, ambitious. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. And now she's complaining that I'm not helping out with bath time with the kids. Mm. So what do you want? Choose. 
Right. So we send mixed messages to our partners all the time. And I want to tie this to the question of how long do you get to know someone or need to know someone? Um, honestly, if you don't know what you need, and I've seen people do this a lot, say, I don't really know what I need, right? And I go into the relationship thinking I know what I need. And then when I'm looking at my partner and I'm, I'm spending time with them and I'm not getting what I want. Yeah. And I'm not sure why I'm unhappy. I spend all this time either like contributing to making the situation worse as well, right? Because I'm going to be upset. I'm going to react. But then over time, I'm going to make a comment like, well, it doesn't matter how long you know someone, you know, you can never really know someone. Who cares? You know, a lot of a lot of people of maybe my parents' generation or your parents' generation who had arranged marriages, they're like, you know, we've been married for so long and we've known each other for so long. You know, you still don't really know the other person. But actually, the point is, do you know yourself? Exactly. So if you don't really know yourself, it's going to take that much longer to get to really know the other person. Because to know yourself is to know your biases. To know yourself is to know your triggers. To know yourself is to know the lens through which you're going to view this other person. So if you And to know what you accept from them as well. Yes. At and the how, same time. Exactly. Oh my gosh, there is um there's a lot still to talk about. Yes. <laughs> More to come after this. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, respect and faith and um, yeah, I think we're going to delve even more into that question of, uh, you know, how do you really get to know somebody else? Yes. And it does start with knowing yourself. Pulse 95. Live Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. I think you've really uh, struck a nerve, Dr. Sheetal, uh, in, in terms of, you know, how long... Do you need to get to know someone before you know that they are the one for you? And this ties in so much into everything that we have been talking about this hour about your relationship with yourself and knowing who you are and knowing your needs and and how we treat ourselves. So let's kind of go a little bit more into that, because like you said, there are some people who will go, well, you can never really know anybody. Um, You know, there's never long enough to, to know someone. So usually when people are saying that, it's when they might be disappointed with what they already know about the other person. Um, And the thing is why I said that it's so important to look at what your contributions are to this. Um, How much do you really know what is going on for you internally? Um, You know, I think I said this earlier that your lens in the way you view the other person is what makes all the difference. Mm. If you think about it, why is it that when we know so little about someone at the beginning of a relationship, we have such good things to say? We're so optimistic about it. We're so optimistic. And even then, we don't really know much, but we have such a positive outlook versus years later, you say, there's never enough years to know. Um, I think usually from, from the scores of people who have made that comment in my life, when I've heard that people say, um, it's you know, you can spend so many years and never know. Usually they're saying it because they're disheartened. Um, they thought they knew their partner and their partner is not who they thought anymore. Right? Um, and usually it's very easy to get caught up in a dynamic where when there is um, conflict and bitterness and 
you know, fights and unresolved issues, over a period of time, your lens becomes more and more negative. The resentment builds up. The resentment builds up. So what happens is you're only going to see what your brain that wants to protect you wants you to see. So there's a part in our brain that actually is quite protective of us. It kind of signals us fight or flight, signals us to uh, stay away from danger, from threat. It's called the amygdala. Mm -hmm. And um, it's part of our emotional brain. So what it does is that when it gets traumatized, traumatized in different ways, when it gets emotionally hurt, it gets overactive and it says danger, danger, danger. So when you're hurt by a person over and over again, you're more likely to quickly jump to the assumption that the person's going to hurt you. And you start to form an even more negative opinion of them because your brain thinks that technically speaking, this will protect you, this will keep you safe. So don't be so quick to be so sure that who you think your partner is is so different from you know what you thought they were because part of who you think they are now is also part of your own construction it's, it's the stories that you're telling yourself it's the story exactly as part of the experience that you've had over so many years and it's kind of like so is it us having to stop and think about the stories that we are telling ourselves in a certain situation and kind of reevaluating, or how do we get past that? So we need to, I think, definitely stop for a second and reflect on A, what's my contribution in making this person the way they are towards me now? Mm. Um, what's, what's my contribution in terms of, did I know what I was getting into? Um, was I clear about my needs? Did I know my needs? Right. Um, And did I know what I was bringing to the table? Maybe I didn't even realize um, what I wanted until I met you and I realized this is not what I want. So I just I think that we do have some accountability here. And sometimes it's so easy to completely put it on the other person, which is how black and white we get and say, oh, it's you never have enough time to get to know. And actually, if you have these three components, the third one being trust and respect in yourself. People talk about self-respect a lot, right? And so self-respect is um, not just about, you know, defending yourself, because I think that's how we use it in in this day and age, you know, like have some self-respect. It's usually thrown around when, you know, like stand up for yourself, you know? Um, but fight or flight moment, yeah. Well, yeah, and if someone is, you know, not treating you well, self-respect is basically spoken as, you know, stand up and like say something, that kind of thing. But self-respect um, doesn't necessarily just mean defending yourself. It just it also means being able to have faith in yourself, in your decision making. Um, trust yourself that you once you do know what you need, it's enough. You don't need to want what someone else wants, or you know, um, you don't need to second guess yourself. What you know is enough um, and you are enough so that if if you have these components before you go into a relationship you you have trust in yourself you have empathy and compassion for yourself and you know what your needs are then if you think about how long it takes to get to know a partner def, um, if you think about a graph okay in, in terms of how long Um, you take versus how good the relationship would be. I think it would be, you know, a linear graph to a certain point. But then after a certain point, it'll start plateauing. Because what that means is that, yes, you do need some time, but you'll get there quicker. If you know what you want, if you have a good relationship with yourself and 
you you'll be able to be very clear about what's going on in this relationship as well there'll be clarity but if you don't have that then no matter how long you're with someone it's not going to make a difference oh my gosh that is just like the most perfect place to end the show today <laughs> uh it's absolutely true um something that um is is not talked about often enough our relationship with ourselves what we need to think about what we need to consider and what we need to con- communicate yes to um our spouses as well um it, i just cannot thank you enough uh, dr shitalkini amazing as always thank and of you. course uh, if you missed any of, uh, of our previous sessions and discussions with dr shital they are all in one place on our life beats podcast whether you're on spotify soundcloud and rami uh, apple podcasts you can find them there there's a whole playlist dedicated to our relationships masterclass with Dr. Shi Talkini and you're going to be back again with us uh, next month. I can't wait yes. <laughs> to see what we uh, in fact are going to be talking about them but thank you. Thank you so and much happy for new having year. me. Same to you. Amazing. Lots more to come in the next hour on Life Beats. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.